This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Reach for the sky, boy. It's Friday night in Cincinnati, Ohio. We got us one hell of a match. We putting our tag straps on the line against Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards. Team Jiu-Jitsu. Team MMA. It's crazy when you think about it, man. MMA done took over the world. MMA's the biggest shit going right now. Taking that time from my boxing, man. Hell yeah. MMA done took over. And I got all the respect in the world for the people to do MMA. But the shit that pisses me off when you got Johnny Badass walking to the bar with his little tap out shirt on. He went to the gym for two weeks so his little muscles popped out a little bit. And he think he's God's gift to women. He walk around like his shit don't stink. I guarantee you one of y'all little tap out boys bring that shit down here to Sandy for you'll be lucky to get out of this bitch alive. Now Davey and Kyle, I ain't saying that y'all that type of people. But you got Davey Richards walking around with his little title belt and a mouthpiece in. It's pro wrestling, son. Hey, brother, hey, Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouthpiece. Hell no, Terry Funk ain't wearing no damn mouthpiece. Bruiser Brody ain't wearing no mouthpiece. Doing your little jujitsu, getting focused and shit. Talking about I'm focused. I'm kicking this bag. I'm focused for my match. Shit. That's where we different, boys. We a different type of people. We ain't got time to be focused. Focused. Shit, we live on a farm. We got to get shit done. We ain't got time to walk around being focused. Do I look like, does it look like stable thoughts go through my mind? Do I look like a rational thinker to you? This guy, I guarantee you, he ain't no rational thinker. Shit, we walk in there on Dr. Phil, he shit is Damn, son. My bad, I thought you was finished. Oh, you killed me at gym? Yeah, man. Hey, we're talking. Let me unload my boss. Take us one more. Where was Ah, oh, shit, where the hell was um, last time, Yeah, last time we got in a fight at the bar with the Tap Out Boys. Long story short, they tried to put us in an arm bar and get this shit. They tried to do a UFC move in the, in the damn bar. Long story short, beer mug to the back of the head, and their girlfriends talk about we cheated. See, all I know, they was getting carried out of that bitch, and we were sitting there drinking yingling, waving bye to them bitches. Hey, man, I thought we was talking about Davey and Kyle. David Kyle, yeah, yep, yeah, David Kyle. Hold it, former champ. David Kyle, yes, sir. Team Jiu Jitsu. Team MMA. Big match this Friday. Big match down Cincinnati. Y'all boys get you a few extra little laps in on the treadmill and shit. Do a few more bag kicks or whatever you want to do. I'm going to sit here, I'm going to smoke this brutal bob. Mark's gonna drink that beer, and this Friday night, we gonna whoop y'all's ass. And that ain't a damn thing y'all gonna do about it. Damn. It's my music. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.
Hello, and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 73, and it's about the themes of Jay and Mark the Briscoes. And with me today is my good pal and host of the Brit Rez Roundtable podcast, it's Robin Reed. Hello, Robin. Hey, thanks for having me again. Yeah, I'm glad you're back on. Absolutely. Um, how are things in the depressing world of Brit Res? Are they still as dour as ever, I imagine? Well, as, as you've well put it, they are increasingly depressing as uh, more and more talent is continuously drained. Uh, more and more companies are, uh, enter into the, the, uh, the what's the word? The, the, the like water thing that happens in the sea and circles around. That, the word's escaping me. Like drag ships down. Oh, um, not a riptide. What's the word? Shit. Um, we both know what we mean, and I'm really that's really annoyed me that I've forgotten what the word is there. But uh, yes, as more more people come under the the sway, more and more promotions come under the sway of WWE. It's it, it's a less and less fun place to be, but you know we we do what we can. Right, right. Uh, whirlpool. That's there it. we are. Whirlpool. There we are. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, last week word got out that uh, IPW UK was closing down, and by all accounts, that promotion was run by idiots, so it's not like NXT UK was the main reason they're shutting down, but it didn't help things, that's for damn sure, (laughs) and it, it does make the Triple H episode we did a little while ago, Robin, a little bittersweet in hindsight, I think. Yeah, it is one of those things where like, yes, they're incompetent, no, I'm not crying that they're gone, but it's also they were incompetent for a long while and managed to survive. And then NXT UK arrived and now they're not around anymore, which is it is what it is, unfortunately. Well, listen, I'm sure when Joe Coffey wins that UK title next year from Walter, it's all going to turn right around, Robin. I, I promise. New boom period. Guaranteed. A new boom period is coming. Thanks to those fine boys from Gallus. Mark my words there, Robin. <laughs> uh, the, the, the badgers nadgers. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> another time for that, I promise. Another time for that. But um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about a couple of guys who are not part of the UK wrestling scene. Hailing from scenic Sandy Fork, Delaware, it's Dem Boys, Jay and Mark Briscoe. And Robin, there is a lot we can talk about when it comes to the Briscoes. Uh, good and bad, you know. We'll start off with the good. And what I love about the Briscoes is that everything about them just makes sense. Their look with the crazy hair and the tattoos, the missing teeth, their brawling wrestling style, their promos where they rather bluntly tell their opponents that they're going to beat them up. <laughs> the, the dangerous energy that they bring to the table, it all works. And the reason it all works is because that's just who these guys are, you know? They're not method actors, it's just them. You watch a promo video that they film on their own chicken farm, and there are dead chickens piled up in a truck behind them. Mark's got a shotgun, Jay's drinking beer, talking about how Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouthpiece. Does it look like stable thoughts go through my mind? Everything about them just screams authentic. And in wrestling, you don't hear that word too often there, Robin. No, especially not on the indie scene. Um, in the US, at least. And uh, they have been the team of... Since the, the, the indie scene kind of became what it is today... 
in in 2000 in the early 2000s they have been the team of the indies and they as performers simply incredible uh and they're w one of those teams that really unites a lot of people you won't find many people who don't like the briscoes with the caveat being as performers of course yeah that is uh the unfortunate flip side uh to that authenticity and, and to being so real Jay has said some pretty nasty things in the past about gay marriage and, and gay people in general. And the Briscoes as well have used Confederate flag imagery on their gear over the years. Um, not that shocking, given that they're two rednecks from Delaware. I know that, but that is the reality of who these guys are. So when you say that you love the Briscoes, there is that caveat. As wrestlers and performers, yes. But as people, not so much. You know, it's a little bit trickier there, Robin. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a whole other podcast and probably something we don't want to super get into, but, but it is one of those things where you can totally understand why some people can't separate the, the performer from the, uh, the performance. Um, but yeah, for, for me, because that, that's something I've, I've always been able to do across a whole variety of media, they've always been some of my favorite people to watch, um, even if, obviously, I don't agree with some of their political views. Right, right. And I think, you know, regardless of their personal beliefs in their careers as wrestlers, they're undeniable. Uh, you know, currently, they are in their 11th reign as ROH World Tag Team Champions, which is the record. And at the end of the day, that will be their defining legacy. You know, uh, Jay is also a former uh, two-time ROH World Champion in his own right, which is pretty impressive. And both him and Mark have had some pretty great singles matches over the years, too. But still, what people remember the Briscoes for is being the most prolific tag team in ROH history. And considering just how many amazing tag teams have been in that company over the years, that says a lot. You know, Kings of Wrestling, American Wolves, Motor City Machine Guns, Young Bucks, Generation Next, Second City Saints, the list just it goes on and on and on. But when you think of ROH tag teams, first and foremost, you think of the Briscoes. They are the ROH tag team. And I think a big reason for that is their longevity. Because they were on the very first Ring of Honor show way back in February of 2002. And with the exception of an 18th month sabbatical from wrestling, they're still there. So they truly are the constant of that company, Robin. Yeah, and you listed off a bunch of great teams there, and the one kind of connecting thing is pretty much, I'm pretty sure every single team you listed off, some of their best work that they did in Ring of Honor was against the Briscoes. They're the great connector, the great uh, constant for, for Ring of Honor, for all the different incarnations they've gone through. There's almost always been the Briscoes there, and they've almost always been putting on some pretty tremendous in-ring work. And that's that's before you even get to the promos of which Jay Briscoe is one of the most incredible, believable promos that, that's ever existed through whatever time period you're talking, whatever region you're talking. He, he's, he's so gifted in that regard. Yeah, I mean, when you bring up authenticity, when Jay Briscoe cuts a promo, you believe every single word that comes out of his mouth. He, he's a tremendous talker. And Mark, you know, he's not as good as Jay is, I know that, but still, when it comes to, you know, portraying yourself as a guy who will back up his brother no matter what, he's great at that too. And I think going back to that longevity, it's not just being there, you know, they've been great in the ring forever, you know, going back to like 2004 or 2006, 
2011, 2012, 2015, 2018, 2019, whatever, pretty much, you know, every year that the Briscoes have been in ROH, they've had at least one great match. I mean, their body of work is incredible. Definitely. And every time it looks in in the past few years like they might be slowing down, they might take a, a couple of months where you're like, mm, maybe this is the end of the great Briscoe stuff. Then they'll pop up with one or two more great matches out of nowhere. You're like, oh, no, they're still uh, when they turn it on, they're still right at the top. They had an incredible match on ROH TV um, somewhere in the middle of this year against um, Dragon Lee and Rush, where, where I really went, wow, yeah, the when when put in the right environment, the Briscoes are still one of the best tag teams in the world. And it, it's kind of unfortunate that they're in a way trapped in Ring of Honor at the moment, but as Ring of Honor becomes less and less relevant because they are a team that even now, what, uh, 14, 15 years longer even uh, since, the, since they debuted as a team, they could be anywhere in the world and be a great asset. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I always go back to the latter war with Stina Generico from 07, which is one of the greatest matches in ROH history. And the post-match with Jay you know, being hung upside down from the belt rigging and him just bleeding all over Jimmy Jacobs in his white suit, who's cutting a promo underneath him. And as he's talking and going on, the suit just gets redder and redder with Jay's blood. The imagery is just incredible, and it puts it over the top. And it just shows how committed the Briscoes are to wrestling. Very much so. Very much so. All right, let's get to these themes here. Um, little disclaimer before we start. Uh, the Briscoes have had a lot of theme songs over the years, uh, some of them pretty obscure for promotions that were equally obscure. Some of them I was unable to even find, uh, including their current one. So I decided to focus on a selection of Briscoe themes and not their complete theme history. But the themes that I did pick are their most well-known themes and important themes and the ones that people expect us to talk about. So I don't think it's that big of a deal there, Robin. No, no, it's, it's very much the greatest hits and also a few other ones that you would associate with them. Uh, you, you've got all the big ones, definitely. Yeah, and uh, also all of the themes today uh, were used in ROH, uh, except for this first one, actually. We start off in 2001 CZW, where two young whippersnappers named Jay and Mark Briscoe began their journey on the American indie scene. When I say young, uh, I mean young, uh, because they were literally teenagers. This theme is by Powerman5000 off the album Tonight the Stars Revolt. This is called Automatic.
so this is a good song to start off with here because I think it really sets the stage for what's to come with the majority of the Briscoe's themes, which is overtly intense. You know, mm -hmm. the music is heavy, the vocals are punchy, everything is in your face, nothing subtle or beguiling about it. That's pretty much going to be the recurring analysis of this episode here. And that makes sense because that's the Briscoes. That's who they are. They're not subtle, they're not coy, they're not deceptively evil. They are overtly intense, and they will wear their violent tendencies right on their sleeves. And inside of those sleeves are arms, which they will use to punch you right in the face. So, <laughs> a fitting sound to start us off here, Robin. It's, uh, <laughs> wonderfully well put. Wonderfully well put. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, this theme, it's, it comes off fairly generic, and it definitely isn't one of the themes where you're like, yes, this is definitely a Briscoe's theme. Um, in a way, with the first kind of 30 seconds of the song, um, before the lyrics kick in, which is, you know, quite a while, especially for uh, a young team who probably weren't having these super long elaborate entrances, for the most part, I imagine 30 seconds from the, the indie curtain to the indie ring, uh, that's a lot of the time the entrance is done and dusted before they even get into the lyrical portion of this song. Uh, it does kind of, it, it's generic, but it works as kind of, it, it get as you say, the aggression's there, it gets that part across, but it does kind of feel like a generic-ish uh, production library song, at least for the first 30 seconds before the, um, before the lyrics kick in. Yeah, it is that late 90s industrial new metal. You know, it has that same kind of grimy uh, cyberpunk feel to it, which is what Power Man 5000 were all about back in the day. Uh, not that the Briscoes themselves are cyberpunk, uh, far no, from it, obviously, no. but again, they have a, a griminess to them. They have a darkness about them. And their songs also tend to lean towards this kind of dark energy. Uh, the song basically talks about how people are brought up to be sheep, and it can't do anything about it because it's automatic. What's in the air? Who's in your mind? Where's the light in your eyes? Brilliant sheep lead to brilliant babies. So the subject matter, yeah, doesn't really fit with the Briscoes themselves, but I think the dourness and the negativity of it all certainly do. And that's kind of all I have to say about this one, Robin, to be honest with you, because you're right, it is just kind of there as a theme song. Yeah, and um, at, at this point in their career, that's kind of what the Briscoes were too. They, they hadn't quite found themselves, and it would be amazing if they had. As you say, they were, at this point, this is years before ring of honor even starts and when ring of honor starts mark briscoe isn't old enough to wrestle in the states ring of honor's running so that that's that just shows how how early in their lives that um this this song was taking place so you know it's generic but at that point they were kind of just the generic indie wrestlers before they really found themselves yeah at that point they were you know shaved heads uh, big red singlets <laughs> they looked like actual high school wrestlers which uh, they were, you know, <laughs> they were 16, 17 years old at that point. And, uh, but yeah, they were definitely at the time, at the beginning stages of their career. And it's okay to not have that great defining theme song yet, because you're just starting to figure out who you are as a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Power Man 5000, uh, by the way, also had a song called Bombshell which was the Dudley Boys theme for a little bit in WWE. And they had a bunch of songs on the uh, first SmackDown vs. Raw video game as well. So there you go, Robin. A little uh, Power Man 5000 fun fact for you. 
I, I appreciate it. I, I, I always enjoy them. The more you know. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so we go from CZW to Ring of Honor, the Briscoe's home promotion since the very beginning. The Era of Honor begins in February 2002. That was the first show where Jay wrestled Amazing Red in the second match in ROH history. And Mark was there too. But uh, as you brought up there, Robin, he couldn't wrestle because at the time he was 17 years old. And according to Pennsylvania state laws, he wasn't old enough yet. So he had to wait almost a year to turn 18 before he could wrestle in Philly uh, or New York for that matter as well. Which, considering both of those cities and states have been ROH hubs since the beginning, that's pretty wild. Uh, the first Briscoe's theme in ROH is by a band called Full Devil Jacket from the soundtrack to the movie Heavy Metal 2000. This is called Green Iron Fist. Definitely a much heavier song than Automatic is. Uh, it starts off with that deep bass riff, and that tips you off that things are going to be uh, pretty uh, intense here. And oh boy, uh, they certainly are intense because the guitars come in, and they're cranking up loud, and the drums are pounding loud, and the vocals, which are just this dude just gutturally screaming <laughs> the entire way through. Not a fan of it. It's kind of difficult to understand the lyrics a lot of times. So yeah, this type of music, not my cup of tea. But again, Robin, it's an aggressive metal song. It's the Briscoes, early 2000s indie wrestling. Whether I like it or not, it's kind of par for the course. Yeah, th this is one of the few themes that we're, we're going to be discussing here where it doesn't entirely feel like it really fitted the Briscoes for where the Briscoes were at that point in their career. Um, yes, as you say, it's got the aggression, it's got kind of the bare bones, it, they're not coming out to like a happy-go-lucky song. Uh, it, it, it fits to that degree, but kind of no more. Um, it's not a million miles away from uh, a song we're going to be discussing later in Sleeping All December. It's got similar-ish vibes to that, but at this point in their career, where they're still kind of the, the young upstarts, it doesn't quite fit them. Um, this was a time when uh, Jay was, uh, as you said, Mark wasn't even wrestling yet, but Jay was kind of wrestling as a more, uh, not quite a, a white meat baby face, but a fairly generic baby face with kind of a little bit of an edge. Um, so, so this song, as you say, it's got the aggression. The Briscoes are obviously aggressive, but beyond that, it's, it's not a great fit. Um, and really, I, I've watched this, this period of uh, Ring of Honor fairly recently-ish, and it, it wasn't a theme that stuck with me. It wasn't particularly memorable. I, I The first theme I remember um, them having in Ring of Honor was actually the next theme we're going to discuss. So it didn't leave much of an impression on me. 
Yeah, and as I mentioned before, it, it is kind of hard to when the lyrics are pretty hard to decipher. You know, you, you can sort of make out some of them. Sign off your name, you're the first on the list. Sign your name to the Green Iron Fist, which is, is very imposing. Very much the threat of violence coming your way. Briscoes beating people up. Again, makes sense. So I'll say that it does work for the Briscoes a little bit more than you give it credit for. But again, end of the day, no one's going to think of this as a definitive Briscoes theme there, Robin. No, not even close. Plus, you know, there's also the curiosity that the Briscoes did not use this as a tag team theme until they were about a year in in ROH. Because they spent that first year there either in singles matches or in a feud against each other with Jay as the face and Marcus the heel in the prophecy. In fact, their first tag match in ROH wasn't until March 03, which, looking back, it is kind of weird to think about how, you know, the company, they waited so long to use them as a tag team, Robin. Yeah, it, it was. Their, their uh, rivalry was one of the, the highlights of early Ring of Honor, so it, it definitely worked. And it, But as you say, looking back, it, it's, it's a surprising route to, to go to. Most people would go the route of, booking them as a team first and then splitting them off, given that they're brothers, but Ring of Honor kind of went the, the opposite way around. Up next, we move on to 2003, and we're going to feature an artist and genre as well that, at face value, don't quite gel with the Briscoes vibe. Uh, it's by Nas, off of his album God's Son. This is called The Cross. <laughs> A Virgin Mary had an abortion I'd still be carried in a chariot By stampede and horses Had to bring it back to New York I'm happy that the streets is back in New York For you rappers I carry the cross I carry the cross A Virgin Mary had an abortion I'd still be carried in a chariot By stampede and horses I had to bring it back to New York I'm happy that the streets is back in New York For you rappers I carry the cross Y'all can keep y'all weak from your corny producers There's a new king in the streets You're gonna get used to I was the old king in the streets That y'all once hated But now I reinvented myself And y'all all waiting Nas, N-A-S me Niggas against society Noisy, I ain't I silently New sauce surrounding me I hang on my string them up Ain't no thing I just drop them The witch doctor You cop that you locked in It ain't what it was So, uh, <laughs> the Briscoes and hip-hop uh, Like I said, uh, at face value A weird combination Two redneck chicken farmers from Delaware don't exactly scream big hip-hop fans, I don't think. And the music is different, too. We don't have the big crazy guitars or the smashing drums or screaming metal vocals. We've got a simple hip-hop beat, a little piano melody in there, a little horns flourish as well. It's a lot more subdued than what we've had so far with the Briscoes themes. But then again, having said all that, the song is still very much intense and aggressive. It's just in the words, because that's hip-hop. That's where it always is. And the cross is no different. The lyrics here are sharp and biting, and they go for the throat. And that's the Briscoe's way, Robin. No, I, I really like this song uh, just as a song to begin with. And as you say, it's not... When you first hear it, you don't immediately go, well, that will fit the Briscoes. In fact, it's the opposite. They're, this theme kind of stands out as being different to every other theme they've had. But it... At the time, it really did work. Um, the way they they walked to the ring and the, the lights were all dark and it was just flashes of, 
um, spotlights moving around on them. And uh, I think they, they were wearing hoods to the ring at this point. And again, this was also a period where they were kind of the the, the young upstart tag team and they haven't leaned into uh, kind of the, the Southern heritage stuff anywhere near as much as they, they would go on to later in their career. Um, as a visual combined with, with the audio during the entrance, it was a very cool entrance. Um, so they, they did make it work. They, they did definitely make it work. Um, they, some, some of the words actually end up almost becoming prophetic of what, what would, uh, would, would go on to be uh, the Briscoe's career in Ring of Honor. Like th this song in general is about putting something on your back and carrying it along with you. And in many ways, you could say that's something Ring of, um, that several times at some of the, the darker periods in Ring of Honor's history, that's something the Briscoes had to do when, you know, the <laughs> I guess you could look currently for as a, a prime example, but a few different times when the, the quality in Ring of Honor wasn't as good as it had been in other times, the Briscoes were always there and they could always put the company on their back and carry it from kind of an in-ring quality standpoint. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, um, I carry the cross. That's the hook of the song. And the album is called God's Son. So there are those religious connotations in there as well, mm -hmm. sure. But besides that, you're right. The whole idea of carrying the cross is a metaphor for being the savior of something, for, for carrying the weight and carrying the burden and making sure that whatever it is you're carrying the cross for survives and thrives and, and does well. And that's the Briscoes. They are the ROH stalwarts who have put their bodies on the line time and time again to make sure that company succeeds. And as well, I noticed a reference in the song to brothers. What I've discovered is my brother's trying to be the next me. Yeah, I support him, but he's blinded, I see. Jealousy. He loved me to death and I'm bugging. Which, Jay and Mark, they're brothers. They've been side by side for most of their careers. But there have been some times where they're on opposite sides, like the O2 feud, or when Jay was ROH World Champion for the first time. So, yeah, they're brothers, but they've also had to deal with their singles careers as well, and what that means, Robin. Yeah, and I guess that works especially well as it did come in. Uh, they did first begin to use it straight after they have had that long singles feud. It, it, that that kind of does work, yeah, definitely. Also, this actually isn't the first hip-hop theme in the Briscoes canon, uh, because one of the songs I omitted was Can't Get the Best of Me by Cypress Hill, which Jay used at Final Battle 02, which is technically rap metal, but it's still rap. So the cross is not an outlier. Um, that said, though, <laughs> there will be no more hip-hop for the remainder of the episode. This is pretty much it, Robin. Yeah, we've got a, a sharp left turn going on to our next song. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the cross only lasted a short while for the Briscoes because also in 03, they got another new theme. Uh, this one lasted considerably longer all the way through 2009. So that includes their first five tag title runs and basically the entire golden age of ROH in the mid to late 2000s. So we're talking the Second City Saints feud, the Generation Next feud, Steen Erico, Age of the Fall, the 0405 hiatus, all that stuff. Uh, this is by Leonard Skinnerd, off of the album Gimme Back My Bullets. This is the title track, Gimme Back My Bullets.
this is very much more my speed. Uh, no offense to the previous songs here, but uh, I much prefer this one because A, I like Skinnerd a lot, and B, it's just easier to listen to. So I'd say overall this is definitely my favorite Briscoe's theme of all time, partly because I like it so much, but also I just associate it with that golden age of ROH. So I definitely give this one my seal of approval. Um, what about you, Robin? What do you think of Give Me Back My Bullets? Yeah, I totally agree. When I think of the Briscoes and the music associated with them, this is the song that immediately uh, comes to mind. This is the Briscoes theme for me. Not to say that um, some of their other themes that we're going to talk about later or some we've already discussed weren't good and didn't fit them well at the time, but this is the one that immediately comes to mind. This is the definitive one, I think. Um, and in some ways it's strange because while I'm in agreement with you, I very much enjoy the song on its own. You look at the actual lyrics and they, they don't like, it's not like it's talking about two brothers who are very aggressive and fighting or any anything specific like that. It's one of those themes where if you actually delve into the lyrics, and I, I think I'm right in saying it's, um, uh, what's the word, like um, music rights dispute, that's what the song's about, right? Yeah, not necessarily. Um, part of it is based on Leonard Skinner wanting to get back up in the charts and get back on top of the music scene. Uh, bullets aren't bullets like ammo. Bullets are the bullets of the Billboard charts. Right. So that's what it kind of means a little bit there. But in general, what the song is also about is power. Right. And people are trying to bring you down and take your power away, but you're putting your foot down and saying no. Uh, life is so strange when it's changing, yes indeed. Well, I've seen the hard times and the pressure's been on me, but I keep on working like the working man do, and I've got my act together, gonna walk all over you. Give me back my bullets, put them back where they belong. Ain't fooling around, cause I done had my fun. Ain't gonna see no more damage done. So it's still presenting the Briscoes as tough men and as resilient men, but they're not crazy brutes, they're not wild guys. There's like a, a valiantness to them in a way. That, that classic blue-collar American, I'm not going to take this lying down sort of spirit that we haven't seen before with their themes. And I don't think we see it again moving forward either. Yeah, it, it definitely kind of stands out uh, as we've kind of seen a lot of a few hip-hop themes, a lot of metal themes. And then there's this one. Um, but this one really does... It's iconic, basically, and it, as I said, it's strange because it, it doesn't, it, it's not like a, a theme where the lyrics specifically apply exactly to the Briscoes, but as an overall energy, it 100% works. And it's interesting because it's probably the least aggressive of all these themes, but it really did just, it just connected with the Briscoes act at this time. And it, it I can only say it so many times, but it really did just work. Yeah, I mean, it's got that great southern rock swagger to it that is just perfect walking out music. And you just picture in your mind Jay and Mark just sauntering out to the ring all confident and badass with this one. And you said that it's not really tied into the Briscoes themselves all that much. I will point you in the direction of the third verse. Been up and down since I turned 17. Well, I've been on top, and then it seems I lost my dream. But I got it back. I'm feeling better every day. Tell all those pencil pushers, better get out of my way. The Briscoes started wrestling when they were teenagers. They were making their way through the scene and building up a rep as a top team. And then Mark gets injured. And Jay doesn't want to wrestle without him. 
So they take a sabbatical from wrestling and effectively lose their dream. But then they returned and got back on track and now everybody needs to get out of their way. That's the Briscoe story. So I'd say there is a connection with the lyrics, Robin. Yeah, you've you, you've got me there, Andrew. I'd, I hadn't hadn't made that connection myself, but hearing you explain it like that, yep, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. And uh, I'll point this out as well that the Briscoes also used a karaoke version of the song for a little bit, uh, which was basically like just the song without the vocals. And I don't know for certain, but I would guess the reason they did change it to this version, the karaoke version, is because ROH was going to start taping their TV show soon for HGNet and karaoke version would have possibly been a way to get around any copyright issues maybe but then again didn't last long anyway only for a few months between 08 and 09 so it's probably just you know a quick fix before roh changed it up for good Mm -hmm. so in march 2009 roh as i just mentioned started airing a tv show on hdnet and not long afterwards the briscoes got a new theme song Uh, this one lasted for a few years until Mid-2011, so that's the sixth tech title reign. It's part of the Image Music Library. Uh, it's by James Ryan, and it's called British Steel. I'll admit, I'll admit, I was a little tempted to play a song from the album British Steel by Judas Priest, uh, Breaking the Law, Living After Midnight, Rapid Fire, but I decided to hold off on that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the song British Steel kind of takes that southern swagger and puts it in the mold of a more traditional 80s, 90s rock sound, give it more of a kick, you know, and it's fine, you know, it does its job as a, a Briscoe's theme because it's, it's a hard theme and whatnot, but compared to Give Me Back My Bullets, it just doesn't feel the same, Robin. No, th- this song, it just really has no character to it. That's that's my big take. It's, uh, we said a little about Automatic uh, earlier, but it, it is very generic, more, more so than Automatic, I'd say. And it really, it, it's a song I listened to a few times leading up to this, and I, I really struggle for things to say about it, just because it's, it's there. It's not horrible. It, it works okay. They they did what they had to do with to get rid of the because obviously you can't use um, give me back my bullets without paying some rights fees and they obviously didn't want to do that. But yeah, it, it kind of felt a bit like a placeholder. It it's not one that you I really associate with the Briscoes at all, despite them using it for what uh, two years, a year and a half, something a couple like years. That. About that, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's the same thing as when uh, Brian Danielson couldn't use the final countdown anymore. So they gave him a new song called The Ultimate Countdown, 
which was the non-Union Mexican equivalent. You know, it had the same sort of sounds and was meant to evoke the same feelings as the Final Countdown, but it just wasn't the same at all. So it's like, yeah, I can't hate British Steel. It's not a bad song in its own right, but in this context, it's very disappointing. Yeah, um, the the one tiny tidbit that I, I had to add to this discussion, and I, I don't know if you're an anime fan at all you, yourself, uh, Andrew, but uh, the, the middle section of this song actually really sounds a lot like the, uh, the theme song to Trigun. kind of all i've got and it's a very random thing to attach to it but uh it does i'll take your word for it (laughs) john carroll will enjoy that one yeah i'm sure they would yeah (laughs) um by the way here's a question why would you give the briscoes a song called british steel they're the furthest thing from british okay (laughs) nigel mcginnis sure doug williams sure but like the briscoes I, i i don't know i mean they have more in common with like Birmingham, Alabama, than they do Birmingham, England. Am I right, folks? Hey, huh? Who's with me? Come on now. <laughs> so uh, mid-2011, we say goodbye to British Steel and hello to a new theme that lasts until early 2014, which means we're getting feuds with the All Night Express and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team and Tag Title Reigns 7 and 8. And this was when Jay beat Kevin Steen at the 11th anniversary show to win the ROH World Championship, which for a tag wrestler like Jay is a pretty big deal, I'd say. Uh, This song is by a band called Death Valley Driver, which is a rather appropriate name, I think, off their album Choke the River. This is called Sleeping All December. for the sky, boy. Before we get to uh, the song proper, we should mention the fun little stinger at the beginning. Uh, this is the first Briscoe's theme with a stinger. It's the uh, dueling banjos from the movie Deliverance, uh, which I like because it's basically a giant neon sign that says, these guys are rednecks, get it? <laughs> <laughs> rednecks over here. But uh, then there's the record scratch and Jay Briscoe goes, reach for the sky, boy. 
that part I, I truly love because it's so simple and it gets across the Briscoe's character and attitude so well. They're outlaws. They're bad men and they're going to gun you down. And in the case of Mark and his giant shotgun, <laughs> that may end up being literal, Robin. Yes, uh, again, authentic because it is literally just real. Um, yeah, I very much do enjoy the intro. As you say, the, the dueling banjos thing is like, it's it has the opposite of subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it does kind of work, you know? Like, it, it's stupid in how, just how the, the level of, of blatant... Yes, this is a, a southern tag team, so we're going to play, like, the most stereotypical, like, southern stinger we can, just to make sure you can go, by the way, guys, you realize these guys are rednecks, right? <laughs> but combining with the the uh, reach for the sky, boy, uh, and the, the gunshots, it overall, as kind of a package, it very much does work to kind of, yes, this is the Briscoes, they're coming out now, here we go. And it also really works in the... After having Give Me Back My Bullets for, you know, five, six years or whatever, um, where that really hammered home as a whole song that this was the Southern Tag Team, you're then moving back kind of to the, the metal that they had before. But you, by having this intro, you're kind of still holding on to the, the references through their entrance to the, you know, redneck culture, basically. Yeah, you're right. It does move things back towards the green iron fist side of things and and change the narrative away from the good old boys to killers you know these guys are gonna fuck you up pretty bad and you know all things considered i still prefer give me back my bullets to this one but that said i don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to remind people about the wild heavy chaos that the briscoes can bring and based on how heavy the music and lyrics in this song are that rings true. Yeah, in terms of the actual song, um, I actually really enjoy this one, and I didn't, I didn't really enjoy the the Green Iron Fist, but uh, this is this was the song when I f first started watching Ring of Honor in I think it was 2011. This was the song that was was going. So while I associate uh, Give Me Back My Bullets most um, most of all with the Briscoes, this was kind of the first one that was imprinted in my brain, and I do really enjoy it not only as uh, an entrance theme, but I actually quite enjoy it as a song itself. Um, it very much has that aggressive energy. And we, we've said the word aggressive a hundred times already this episode, <laughs> but this could perhaps be the most aggressive of all um, their theme songs. Um, it, it It's violent, it's aggressive. And this was a period um, where they, I don't think they were healed for the entirety of the period, but for the vast majority they were. So it it, it fit on on that scale in that this was a team that was coming in. They were being violent. They were attacking your favorites, taking them out, leaving them bleeding, leaving them lying. Um, and yeah, it's it's something I, I very much enjoyed um, when they were coming out to this. I, I think I think it did work. Yeah, the lyrics are quite graphic in this one, I'd say. You burn the iron idol, I bathe in gasoline, we'll hang these martyrs one by one. Inside the emerald master, I whip the traitor dogs. When death is served, it's all the same. This flesh is not for keeping, just a coat until I'm gone. I'll die with it inside my cage. Baptized in blood servants, drink up and fade away. Just another ghost in the machine. It's like, Jesus Christ, that is some grisly imagery right there. 
And, and yeah, the Briscoes are known for their vicious attacks on their opponents and having these bloody street fights and bloody ladder matches and so forth. But at the same time, they're not deathmatch wrestlers. You know, they don't revel in the goriness of it all. They still show some restraint. Like, when they cut a promo, they're not talking about how, oh, we're going to drain your blood and rip your organs out and eat your flesh. No, Jay will be like, Young Bucks, we're going to beat your ass this weekend, Cincinnati, Ohio. And Mark's like, oh, Cincinnati, Ohio, it's on, baby. You know, they, they hype up the violence, but they don't get into the super crazy gory details of it all. So it is a little weird for them to have this theme song be that over the top about it. Yeah, they, they've never really been like a gruesome tag team, which if you if you delve into the lyrics of this one, it, it is a gruesome song, basically. But also there's, there's touches of almost nihilism in it in that you, you've got, as you said, the, where, when death is served, it's all the same. Like they are a team who would, you know, they're quite happy to take a beating if they can give one out as well. So that, 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 there's elements that work. There's elements that are a bit like almost horror-esque, which the Briscoes have never really been. Right, yeah. I mean, again, it's not one of my favorite Briscoes themes, but I think compared to British Steel, it's a step in the right direction, and it really kicks things up a notch, and it's a lot more memorable than British Steel is as well. Yeah. Um, and no matter you know how grisly it is, Sinclair Broadcasting was clearly okay with having it on their TV shows. So, hey, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... An interesting one in that regard. Now, now going to the title of the song, and this is going to be some some very contrived nerd stuff. But sleeping all December, well, being a Ring of Honor team, biggest pay per view of the year for Ring of Honor, final battle, always in December. So I went and took a look at the Briscoes' record during this time when they were having this theme at final battle, and would you believe it? They were sleeping all December because they were zero in three as uh, singles wrestlers. There we go. Perfect fit. Now that's the kind of analysis that Robin Reed brings to the table, everybody. Come on, give it up for the guy. <laughs> now, we do, for that little tidbit, have to ignore that they were 2-0 and as a tag team at Final uh, Battle. Let's, let's ignore that part. Let's ignore that part. Corrupted data, file not found. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, let's move on now to early 2014, and this will be our first theme here done by Adam Massacre. Uh, Adam's done a couple of other ROH themes over the years, uh, the biggest one being Dalton Castle's theme. Uh, this one lasted until 2018, so that's the ninth tag title reign. Almost there. <laughs> and uh, also Jay's second ROH world title reign, where he had the big Adam Cole feud and then the Jay Lethal feud. This is called Reach for the Sky. Reach for the Sky, boy! <laughs>
so we got rid of the dueling banjos part of the stinger, which I guess is fine because it may be a little too goofy to keep at this point in their careers. But they did keep the reach for the sky boy, so that's good. And, uh, yeah, besides all that, I'll be honest with you, Robin, I don't have a lot to say about this song. It's a hard rock song, aggressive, fits the Briscoes, of course. There you go. I mean, what else is there to say about it, you know? Yeah, it's it's lacking any lyrics, so we can't even analyze it from, from that point of view. It, it, it's... It, it, it doesn't not fit them. That That's like the most credit you can give it. it. It's aggressive. We've said that a million times. Like all these songs, it's aggressive. It's uh, it's hard hitting. It works on that regard. It's still got the, the stinger that is kind of the best part of this theme is not even the theme. It's the stinger leading into it. In some ways, it almost feels like a, a slowed down successor to Sleeping All December with without the lyrics attached. So I guess you could say, because Sleeping All December's lyrics didn't entirely fit the Briscoes, it's got that as a tiny positive. But yeah, it's it's not it's not particularly memorable, even if it, it kind of fits. Uh, it's a it's a bit slowed down in tempo compared to Sleeping All December, which I guess can't, you could kind of stretch it to say, well, the Briscoes at this point they are slowing down slightly as a tag team. So that's mirrored by the theme, but, you know, I'm, I'm reaching. I'm reaching there. Yeah, I remember uh, me and Rich had the same problem back on the Rey Mysterio episode, because after five or six Latin hip-hop songs, you just run out of things to say about them, because they're basically the same song. And that's been true for most of this episode as well. But uh, then again, maybe that's true for the Briscoes, too. You know, they're great wrestlers, and they deserve all the praise they get, but... It's not like they're the most versatile wrestlers on the planet. You know, they have their lane, they stick to it, and they're very good at it. But after a while, it's like, okay, I can't say anything new about these guys because I've seen it all. You know, it's not bad. I still like it, but there's nothing new to say. Yeah, they were never a team who were working under several different gimmicks in different places, and their theme songs kind of reflect that, really. Yeah, I guess I'd also say that I'm a little surprised that they stopped using this song at all because it's an in-house theme. It works for them fine. You know, there's no pressing need to change it. Like you said, Robin, there's no major character shift going on here with these guys. Face and heel turns, sure, but they're essentially the same characters the whole way through. This song could have been with them for the rest of their careers, but for some reason they changed it. Yeah, and they've changed it to something. I know we're not going to be, be covering it because it's it's almost not even a theme. It's just, it's not quite the the energy of walking out with no theme song, but it, it's close to it. So it, it's an. I I would be interested to to understand the logic, uh, and kind of talk with the person who made the decision to move away from this one because this this kind of felt like, um, the, the, the generic but like logical conclusion to the Briscoe's um, lineage of themes. So to, to then switch it up to, to what they've got currently, it's, it, it's an interesting choice, but it's, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm really missing this one either. So the final theme of the episode, uh, the de facto final theme, I should say, uh, was Mark's singles theme from 2014 to 2018. Uh, Jay used Reach for the Sky as his singles theme during that time period, and Mark used this one as his. It's again by Adam Asker, and it's called The Anthem of Sussex County Chicken. 
So a couple of things. Uh, number one, it's called the Anthem of Sussex County Chicken because Sandy Fork is located in Sussex County, Delaware. And Mark Briscoe's nickname is Chicken. So there you go. And number two, uh, this song is a, a bit more animated than Reach for the Sky is. It's still a hard rock song, but it's got a faster tempo to it, and there's a bitchin' lead guitar in there as well. It makes Reach for the Sky seem quite trudging in comparison, you know? Plus, it's got a cowbell, and I love me some cowbell. So, between the two of these themes here, I'd say Mark's theme is at least more interesting to listen to than Jay's theme is, Robin. Yeah, it's definitely more frenetic than um, Reach for the Sky, and that kind of, in a way, suited Mark because out of the two, he's definitely the more frenetic. And especially during this period, when he was kind of leaning into the comedy a bit more, this was the period where he'd really grown out his hair, and then at one point, I think, shaved off his hair but wore it as a wig to the match or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had the bandana on with the hair, and uh, the guy pulled his hair, and the whole thing came off. It was, it was pretty funny, yeah. Yeah. He was really leaning into the, the redneck kung fu aspect of the character, um, while, while Jay was off being like the, the main eventer, he was having fun in the mid card doing like semi comedy matches, but still like respected in the booking because you know it's it's Mark Briscoe. He's been here for uh, at that point like 12, 13 years or whatever, uh, and had been tag champion however many times. You know, it, it's not like he he became a comedy job or anything, but he was leaning more into the, the wacky aspects of his character for a period. Um, it's. It's not like a song I I would enjoy listening to. It's it's got too much going on for me, but it did fit the character of Mark at that time. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with Mark being uh, you know the more colorful of the two brothers. Um, I mean they're both fucking nuts. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> You're <but> right. <laughs> Mark especially comes off as just a little wackier, little more off the beaten path than Jay does. So his theme song gets the cowbell and the sweaty guitar lead and the cutesy title, which is a nice little touch, I think, Robin. Yeah, it it, it encapsulates him and it worked for, for him running out and being zany um, in a way that he couldn't have really done that with if, say, he was walking out to reach the sky um, at the time. So it, it was a success in that regard. Definitely, definitely. All right, that was our look at the themes of the Briscoes. Uh, not the full list by any means, I know that. I couldn't find a version of their current theme anywhere. I wanted to play that one, but I couldn't find it. Uh, it doesn't even have a name or an artist attached to it, which is kind of weird. But it is this uh, sinister backwoods country music with the acoustic guitar. It's a major step back from the in-your-face intense heaviness of the Briscoe themes. But it still portrays them as this you know, menacing outlaw country danger. But unfortunately, uh, the good people at ROH haven't put it out yet. So, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's an odd one. And it, it's one you can, in some ways, obviously you prefer it if they put it out for a wonderful show like this. But it's almost not a song in itself. It, it's just... Uh, it, it, it sounds like background music more than a theme song, um, which is interesting. And it, it's one of those where I'm, I'm never quite sure if I like it as a theme for them. Um, but as you say, it does have the, the sinister element. The It lacks kind of in the aggressive element um, that so many of these themes have had. Um, but it, it is it is interesting and it, and it does have 
it's kind of like a level of foreboding um, attached to it that, that a lot of these themes don't have. Well, uh, in any event, uh, those are the Briscoes and their themes. Tag Team Legends, ROH Stalwarts, and uh, pretty great rosters to boot. And I don't know how long ROH is going to last, uh, given the state that it's in right now, but I'd imagine that even if the Briscoes go down with the ship, they'll land on their feet somewhere because you know they're, they're just too talented not to be successful, Robin. Oh, 100%. Um, the, the only thing that can overcome their talent is if they their politics do get in the way which obviously you hope um for for everyone's sake that they they uh well change change their change their views but let, let's not go too deep into that or at least keep quiet about them you know yes, yes, at, a, at a bare minimum keep keep to yourself yeah yeah shh, shh. put that mouthpiece in jay briscoe you know <laughs> terry funk didn't wear one but maybe you should sometimes <laughs> gag or something exactly all right, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, Robin, thank you again for being here. Time zones be damned. This was a lot of fun. Uh, any plugs you want to give? Go right ahead. Yeah, uh, you can hear me uh, not super regularly on the Brit Rest Roundtable because unfortunately, as we kind of opened the show up, the, the European wrestling scene isn't in a particularly... Yeah. It's Joe Coffey's time, baby. It's, it's in a, Gallus to save the day. Come on now. <laughs> it's, in, it's in a sad place. So we, there's, there's, unfortunately, there's not really a whole lot to talk about. But when something in Europe does happen that's, that's worth talking about, I, uh, you can find me, Ollie, and Arn over on there on this very podcast network. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at BritRestRound. Um, I, I tweet out my wrestling opinions, not just from... Uh, uh, the the sorry state that the European scene is in, but across the board from there, that's kind of just my my wrestling wrestling hub. So yes, at Brit Rest Round if you want to follow me on Twitter. And Music of the Mat is also part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network, just like the Brit Rest Roundtable is. Uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com for all the great podcasts on there. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T Rich. You can go to the VOW Discord to discuss Music of the Mat and other topics at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that. Uh, just go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Donate and uh, click on the big Donate button underneath the Music of the Mat name. Um, or Brit Rest Roundtable, you know, either or. Uh, Robin, I'm sure you'd love some money, right? I won't, I won't say no. I won't say no. <laughs> But, but seriously, though, if you do donate, hey, thanks so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. And finally, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Robin, thanks again, and I'll see you around. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Hey, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Couldn't help it, couldn't help it. All right, for Robin Reed, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys. Music of the Mad is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.